Welcome to Cowboys, not Eggheads. Home of the brave, not home of the fearful. The world needs more cowboys and fewer eggheads. We're everywhere podcasts are found. So tell your fellow cowboys, and let's keep the conversation alive on Facebook and Twitter. And now, Cowboys, not Eggheads, with Sam Fisher. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to podcast number two, Cowboys, Not Eggheads. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of controversial subjects. And again, I want to make it clear on the front end that these opinions are mine and mine only. Don't reflect those folks that I'm associated with or that I'm around. This includes my family. This includes my clients. This includes my friends. These opinions are mine and mine only. So do with them what you will. Also, if you like what you hear on this podcast, we've got Cowboys Not Eggheads swag for sale. So you can pick up your Cowboys Not Eggheads t-shirts hats, ball caps, camo hats, 18-ounce coffee mugs. We also have window decals. If you're interested in any of the swag, just send us a note at cowboysnotegheads at gmail.com. And on to the podcast with Jeremy Aspen, part two. So here's what a cowboy would say about masks. I think, and my doctor, by the way, did not dispute what I'm about to say. (laughs) It's the equivalent of... I have a chain link fence out here. You can look out the window. There's a chain link fence. Putting a chain link fence up to keep the mosquitoes out. I know where you're going. Go ahead. Finish that. That's what I feel about masks. Okay. But it's a feel-good thing. It's a visual thing. It's a feel-good thing. And it's okay. I probably wear a mask a lot more than you think. But I, I, I... I really don't think they work. I really don't. I, I think if you really want something to work, you're going to have to dress up like the spade, the guy that's taking your, putting those Q-tip up halfway up your brain. <laughs> but I'm not afraid of it. And that's the other thing that drives me crazy about this whole Corona thing is there's a lot of people that are flat out scared of this and their reaction has been remarkable. Tom Beck, I had to defriend his ass on Facebook. I could not take it anymore. He is scared. He's a public figure. He's run for the f***ing hills. We're going to die. Well, and guys like that, the, the more noise that they make, the less credible they are to me. So he's a public figure. We can kind of talk about this a little bit. He's a great guy. He's actually, I mean, I mean, he's he's, uh, he, he's smart. He, he, he's encouraged me to, I told him one of my uh, uh, bucket lists is being a comedian. So he's encouraged he me over and over to be me, a... He actually asked me to ask you if you've done your stand-up yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Why did you tell him you're doing this with me? Yeah. Oh, dear God. So Tom's... No, I, tell him I've got, it, I've got it written. I actually took lessons from a guy, but they can't, okay. I don't think you can now. I don't think the clubs are open. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't do it right now. I'm going now to do people. it this summer, and there's a reason for I'm doing it this summer, but I am going to do it, Tom. Okay, but, I, I'll but, tell him. Even if you don't play, yeah, this. no, no, that's fine. And I, I mean, I, I think he's a good guy. And I mean, he's got great stories because he, he, he opened up for Sam Kennison back today, who's right. like my freaking hero. Oh yeah, the oh. best comedian of our lifetime. But um, his response to this was just over the top nuts. So here's and, what and I, I and I don't even know. I haven't listened to him in eight months because I can't handle it. I don't even know where he's at at now. But I am not afraid. Okay, I am not afraid. At all. And I'm not trying to die. I'm yeah. not trying. But I'm also not stop. I'm not going to stop living. It's not going to. That's not going to. I'm not that guy. There are people that I know who I res- love and respect who have not left their house since f***ing March. 
Are you kidding that would be, me? That'd be so hard. How are, are you kidding me? Don't put it on the healthy people. I'm healthy. I, I spend a lot of time taking care of myself. A lot. And don't put it on the healthy people that we're because we're not living up to the unhealthy standard. I don't I don't get that. So the way I see the the mask debate is that it's a debate. And it is happening in the political arena. It's not happening necessarily in the egghead universe or in the scientific community. There, it's mostly a settled issue. I say mostly, and I know that there's a, ca- you, there's a caveat. Like my friend that's a doctor, a heart surgeon, he called me up and he said the same thing. He said several things. One of them was that <clears throat> it's like a chain link fence. Like when you, you cough, it goes right it's through a, it. It's the Swiss cheese theory, which I understand. So you have to have seven. If you, if you put enough, so if I, got, if I got a mask on and I'm social distancing and I use that hand sanitizer and I'm not going into crowds, Hopefully, there's enough Swiss cheese to cover up all the holes. It's just one... Or at least a direct path. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah, yeah. Because that analogy is more accurate if there's only one layer. And it's still not accurate because of... Um, oh, not thermodynamics. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, liquid... Uh, the study of liquids. Can't remember the name. Um, because anytime you're going through a space that's smaller than whatever it is... That's, the one you can see... <laughs> it, well, yeah, the visibility piece, but also like the molecules are going to be relatively larger. So it's going to be instead of breathing through or coughing through a fence, it's going to be more like throwing marbles at it, right? Because of the space between them. And so in that, things get deflected well, I, a little if bit. If that's true, oh, you'll have to send me where you got that from. But well, then, that, I, then I feel better about wearing a mask. It's not a mosquito. If I'm trying to protect somebody from throwing marbles at me, that's going to be that work a lot better than me trying to stop mosquitoes with that chain link fence. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So it's so a, that was an analogy. Hey, Mister Egghead, the cowboy understood yeah, that. I yeah. like that. Damn. If that's, if that's true, who would have thunk? What's good? See, we came together. We solved something here. Um, the other. Like so, when it comes to to masks, I do like there was a study that came out yesterday, and it was by the CDC, and it was also helped, I think, paid for WHO. Um, and I do trust that those organizations are filled with people that did an analysis. This one in particular was of Kansas. Uh, I read the headline, and I've, I've read the Kansas. Thing. Yeah, and so I'm perfectly happy to acknowledge that that is probably true. What probably I, I'd, I'd, I would rather they do it in, 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 in more populated counties, but okay. Well, where they, I think, need where the discussion needs to happen is the general can here's what I do I will defer to the scientific community for everything, like that is where I'm happy to um, defer any and of my intelligence. I was a huge <clears throat> Anthony Fauci fan when this first thing started, but he the inconsistency of what I'm hearing is outrageous and so a reasonable person can ask reasonable questions from the egghead authorities yes uh, that's definitely true um but like in defense of fauci without any of the specifics i kind of like to live in a you're an egghead i'm more of a generalist when it comes to by (laughs) by by being a generalist i kind of mute the peaks and valleys and just kind of go with the trends yeah um, and in the case of Fauci, what I and, and Fauci, I think, represents science, just generally speaking, because if there's one thing I've learned about science and scientists is that you must be humble enough to be able to change your mind. 
So in the case of Fauci, well, he's a humble fella. Yeah, and and I, which which I think that which uh, I think parallels science perfectly because especially in the case of something novel like a virus, something that has not ever been experimented or tested, um, it is predictable that you're going to have opposite beliefs actually within a very short period of time because tests are going to show because tests aren't very good at that time, are going to show different results. And then you just start kind of homing in on, over the course of time, what is actually happening. But it takes time and a lot of energy. Well, and it also takes time for the government to produce enough masks for us. I mean, part of that was clearly they were afraid about running out for first responders. And that's why they right. said and not to Right, and that's where there was room for and him so to make that's lie. why people are like, well, wait a minute. Right, and that's uh, a legitimate. And, and by the way, I mean, you know, George W. Bush. I don't know if you love him or hate him, but he, towards the end of his term, he had read he read about the 1912 pandemic, and that he really wanted to get these stockpiles going and so forth. And and it, I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently it just it got kiboshed when Obama became president. I don't know if that's true or not, but anyway, it's, it's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I don't think that is true because Obama had a ton of um. Well, they got Stockpile, them. They but, got them quickly somewhere. Um, yeah, and there were some in California, but a lot of them were expired. I don't know, but right. uh, um, the I, the the humility of science, or like in the case of Fauci, he is in a tough position in that he really is only a spokesperson for what the most recent data is, and the most recent data over this course of a relatively short period of time has fluctuated so and much. And that's why we don't trust him. That's why Cowboys have a trust. hard time trusting him. That's it's absolutely so right. jerky. Yep. We, we want to just tell me two plus two, like my brother always says, two plus two equals four. So here's what I think would have helped so with don't, that. So don't, 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 you know, this herky jerkiness. But that's that's where there's this disconnect. And for ISTJs like me, the logisticians, the non, who, who, who ironically do base our decisions on fact and what we see is rationale we the inconsistency of what scientists are telling us leads us to withdraw and question so here's what i maybe if i were trying to draw an analogy i would say so psychology is a science right or let's just say yeah psychology it's an imprecise science so there's there's physics which has a certain requirement for accuracy that is extremely tight. And then you've got other sciences like the biologies or the or the brain sciences also that it's pretty loose. Like you don't really know what's right or wrong. You always read, uh, um, you know, different therapists have different remedies for different things, right? There's no real consistency. There's some baseline stuff, but it's pretty much, there's no, it's not an exact science. If you can... If you condense the entire history of psychology into a smaller space, it would look a lot like what the coronavirus science looks like. Because at the very beginning, it was all over the board and now it's still kind of all over the board. Um, and the only point there is that there's been not enough time for us to have any really accurate answers that everybody can agree to. But what we could have done differently, I think, is have had a coherent national message and well, yeah. that's where there's I, no doubt about it. the messages got skewed um there's no doubt about that and that's government screwing shit up like i have friends especially on facebook where you know they keep blaming the science um they keep blaming the media <clears throat> and for me that just irks me because 
I usually come to the defense of the private sector and will be most quick to blame the government. And that's what I do when it comes to masks. Like, I can blame the faults of a private sector because they have their own pressures, their own market pressures, right? And not necessarily buy and sell, but different pressures. Government is where we're, if we're gonna have a successful government, it's going to have to be the mechanism that takes the evidence or the facts that we have right now, that's not an appropriate use of the word facts, but for lack of a better term, and apply them. So like with global warming, let's just dovetail into that. So we've got science that there's a general consensus that um, the earth is warming up due to human activity. What I don't like about the political discussion is that we're having a discussion where my party is saying, no, it's not true. They're denying the science. And the Democrats are saying, no, the science is real. Where what I think Republicans would start to have a better, um, would start to establish a little bit more credibility is if we could just embrace the science and apply our better ideology to those facts and say, okay, if this is the way things are in this material world, then what we can do is apply our, our I think, uh, better ideology to the issue and solve it. We don't even get to have that conversation because we're too busy. It's so divisive. It's so divisive. I, I, I have a saying, and I think I'm, I'm the originator of the saying. I don't think I ripped this off, but my wife always quotes me on that. And, and t- I've always say the truth is somewhere in the middle. It's, I think that's probably true. Yeah, I mean, I, and I and I've Thank heard you. it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I think you came up with that a long time ago. Because I, uh, yeah, that's, I'm not talking about ideologies or anything else, but you know, an argument is as crazy as this. Well, first of all, I mean, the be- the best a physician friend of mine said to me, and it's the most honest thing anyone said to me since the beginning of this. He goes, "Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Right." And so now, thank you for telling me that. Now you've got Tom Becca of the world who's like, "Oh." Sh- we're going to die, and the Sam Fishers of the world who are going to say, hey, everybody's doing the best that they can with the information that they have, and everybody's going to respond to this differently. But just because I don't respond to it as dramatically or as fervently fervently or as you do doesn't mean that I don't care. I mean, uh, that's what what in the, the the thing that drives me nuts is you're not taking this seriously. What in the hell does that mean? I don't know. What does I mean? You're right. not. It's time that we take this seriously. So let me. ask. What are so, you talking about? Like, wh- I mean, okay, maybe there are people that believe it's a hoax. Maybe there are people that say it's it's just it doesn't even exist. That virus doesn't exist. It's in your head. Okay. The, uh, okay. I'll, okay. Maybe they're not taking it seriously. But don't tell me well, that's true. that I'm a man. I'm 52 years old. I am taking this seriously. But because I don't react like you, because I'm I'm not a mask cop, doesn't mean I'm not taking this seriously. Or caring. Right. right? Or yeah. caring. Right. You don't care. You don't care. You're ki- and the other thing that drives me crazy is you're kill. And there's a doctor. No, there's that's there's so- a doctor in Lincoln. His name is Bob Browner. He's a, he has a podcast called Healthy Lincoln. I watch it every every week, and I sit there and cuss at him. But he has said like, you know, funerals and weddings are you're just they're just gonna kill people. Now wait a 
minute. So I don't have any intent. If then, then arrest me. Yeah, because I have no intention of killing anybody. He may get lively, but it's never personal. So, are you familiar with the trolley experiment? I'm not. So it's a it's a um, it's a thought exercise, and the thought exercise goes like this: There's a trolley, and it's careening. This is an old experiment, so barely. There's a trolley that's careening down the path, uh, down the the rails, and in front of the trolley, uh, it is it is headed towards three people that are laying on the tracks. Um, now, luckily, there is a way to divert uh, the trolley. Problem is, by diverting the trolley, you're running over and killing only one person. So the question that you ask the person, um, the participant in the experiment is, do you pull the lever? So by not pulling the lever, three people you're are going to die. Three people. And by pulling the lever, one. The difference is, how people feel their involvement in the the deaths. Um, they so here's the here's what ends well, up I'm, happening. I'm is, gonna pull the lever. By the way, it's so simple to me. D- but does but that mean won't. that I feel about killing that one person? Of course. But guess what? Vast majority won't pull it because they'll, them, they'll run over all three sons of. They let the three bastards. people. Yeah, because of being in mentally. Are you gonna pull the lever? I would. I pull the lever. So you're saying the majority of people in this experiment don't pull lever, just let it, just let it happen, Vast. just kill everybody. Vast majority. There's other ways of doing it too. Now, so to me, I did take that seriously. Damn it, I spared two people's lives. I'm yeah. sorry, the poor third guy. You know, well, the, the experiment. Like my gets, dad used to say another cowboy saying happens. It just happens to some people more than others. <laughs> yeah, the ones. That, yeah. Mean, <laughs> but the the other version of the experiment is you've got the same scenario, but instead of pulling a lever, there's there's three people on the track. And there's one track over here. No, no, no. There's three people on the track ahead of the trolley, and there's only one way to save all three people. It's oh, to th- you're on a bridge over the thing. There's a fat guy right next to you. The only way you can save the three people is if you pick the fat guy up and throw him on the tracks and get him run over, and he stops the trolley and saves the three people. So then, far fewer people, of course would do that because they're actively involved on a personal oh, level. lazy. don't have enough strength to get the fat guy out the door. And they know he's innocent See, that's what I think and the family. And I, all I'm that. thinking like, well, how big is the guy? Can I freaking well, do it in time? Am I strong enough? You can do See, it. See, those are the things that are going through my head. And you can. Like in this, in this experiment. Yeah. Oh, and his ass is going out. Now he's going to die here's anyway because he's fat. Uh-oh. But then they start layering. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Underlying yeah. factors. But then there's another layer of this experiment, of this thought experiment. And it's they just prime you with with maybe the three people on the track are are convicts. They might not be, but they could be. And so if you're primed with that, you're le- you're even less willing to throw the fat guy over the bridge. Anyway, the only the, my only point to that is the reason you can't I would say agree with that. The only reason you can't uh, like that doctor in Lincoln can't say that people are killing somebody is because it. Re- to kill is an active verb, and it would necessitate that the person listening is doing it on purpose. Intention. I have no intention no of intent. killing anybody. Right. Yep. Tons of people that have, for God's sakes, they can't get married. They've delayed their wedding for a year. Yeah. Uh, there are people that can't have funerals. Listen, if I die tomorrow and I, the church can't be full, you can look at me in the box and say, he's pissed off that this church is limited on how many people are here. That pisses me off. 
And well, and especially like we've had some friends die during this during COVID. And, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it is. It's super sad because I, the family I know. I, I, it, it killed the toughest cowboy I know. Is that His right? His name was. Okay. Tougher than freaking nails. I'll I'll, I'll show you. Tough as nails. The guy once. I mean, legendary. He killed a freaking coyote with a pair of fencing pliers. Yeah. I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Since the AG was 16, I was told this. I haven't verified. I was told this by my brother, but we're neighbors, long-time neighbors. His son is a very good friend of my brother's and a friend of mine. But he's, since age 16, every morning when he got up, took a shot of whiskey. And every day at lunch, he had a Budweiser. Jesus. Well, that was uh, all. That's yeah. all he did. But, I mean... It worked. And most people are like, ah, how is that? But Budweiser right, and whiskey must be bad it for did, coronavirus. It, it apparently didn't work on the corona, but... Um, yeah. How old was he? Oh, gosh, he was in his 80s. I mean, yeah, okay. he had been fighting cancer forever, oh, just yeah, okay. tougher than hell, just yeah. fighting cancer, and, and it, it, just, it just tipped him over the edge, and God bless his soul. I mean, he's a great American, great American. So you can't really blame it, it's the It's the trolley experiment, and, and on steroids. So my because, question to Dr. Rauner is, what do you do, Dr. Rauner, with the trolley experiment? What are you going to do? What's yeah. he going to do? Well, and what's is funny he going to kill is, them all, or what's he going to do? So you're telling me most people just let the damn trolley run. Most people will let them trolley run. Is now, that the, right? the different iterations, it gets and a little now, bit different. Now because we're going to need a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Then they'll us. all be familiar with that study. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, because it's really, it's a famous one in, in psychology. I'm going to look that up. It's called the trolley experiment. The trolley experiment. And actually, there's good videos on YouTube. Um, and right. so it goes from, so there's, there's, and don't give me the numbers, but by the time you get to the fat guy, actually participating so in the over, the vast guy? majority. Are you throwing the fat guy out? Uh, well, so the problem is there's no real answer. No, I pro- I would. No, you 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 got a gun to your head. You're going to answer it. Well, if there's a gun to my oh, no, so throwing the fat guy over, I, knowing that they might be criminals, especially you're primed with that. It's like, uh, can I actually physically kill somebody to save three others? The, the issue is <laughs> the there's no real answer. It makes it tough. Because the fact, well, if you don't know the three people, now here's another version of that. If they're your, if it's your family, so then then everybody throws the fat guy over. Well, not everybody, right? And that's fun to navigate. Like just just to think it's about rough. that one and trying yeah, to figure out how, where you. How are you? Yeah, how, how are you gonna react? I mean, I was I was a, a police officer for 13 years. Uh, oh yeah, that's and, right. And and, uh, and I, I I hundreds and hundreds of times I thought about what happens if I've got to pull my gun. A split is a split second decision. Mm-hmm. Splits. What? How am I going to handle that situation? Right. And um, and you and I, I you don't know until you're there. Uh, but I always had confidence because of training, because of training, because right. of education. Cowboy. I I I. I I, I always had confidence that it would work out okay. Yeah, but uh, and that's right. Thank God I never had to do it. But um, it's tough. And now all of a sudden you got media, you know, saying that this guy is this, that, or the other, and like it's a tough job. I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of these shootings this year, they've gone down. People don't understand it, but I, being a police officer, I know that those officers exact they acted exactly the way that they were trained. And, and so the big disconnect with BLM is. If you're going to make a change, you're going to have to change on how cops are being trained. Well, that's exactly and, and right. And I don't think society's ready for those consequences, by the way. That might be true. Yeah, or, I mean, the unions, of course, make it a little bit more difficult in the larger cities. But if they are going to – so if 
a police officer follows the, the way that they've been trained, then we can reasonably expect them to do things that way and for them to be protected in doing so. I would hope so, but that's where the disconnect is. Well, that's where the disconnect is, and that's where if they want to affect change, they need to stop calling cops bad people unless they are and there are instances where they well, like that guy that shot the guy running away in the back like that was bad that yeah, was bad. i i would never do that in 100 million and years. that was a, and, and 99.9 percent of cops would 99 and that's probably that number is not even high enough it's right. probably higher than that yeah um but i there's no there's no no so there is truth but it's not always um a binary decision uh you know especially when you're talking about right and wrong we can't we can't always know if something's right or wrong there's a little gray involved there's a little gray and that's the uh, fun uh, area to navigate that gray area that's where fun conversations happen it's it's tough but like my my buddy he always he'll just say he'll point to the sky he goes big guy knows big guy knows yeah yeah so um Although, yeah, you start getting to the, the, then there's some other well, like, then, when you get religion, another, it gets to be super well, fun. Well, I, I suppose, but that's right. Hey, Jeremy, I really appreciate our time today, and I I feel like uh, my virginity of, of being a podcast <laughs> host was uh, was exploited here today. But I also feel like uh, I'm going to be a better host because you came, and I really appreciate you uh, helping me carry the conversation today. And remember, everybody to. Check out Jeremy's uh, podcast at Bootstrappers. Bootstrappers. Bootstrappers.club. Bootstrappers. Dot what? Club. Dot club. Okay, yeah. there we hey, go. Hey, thanks a million for having me. I really appreciate it. This is fun. It was fun. Yeah. Beats a poke in the eye. <laughs>